unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush, the hostess with the mostest. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kick-ass nation, my misfits for life. What's up? It's the Raw and Scripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are live. This is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every single week without fail. I haven't missed a show yet. I think there's been one or two shows where I played a replay because something was going on, but it was a kick-ass show. So in case you missed it, you got to see it. And if you got to see it before, you got to see it again. Hopefully you learned something new. That's what we do here at the Ron and Scripted Show. I am your host, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach. And man, I am jacked up from the floor up. I am jacked up from the floor up. I hope you guys are awesome tonight, whether you're watching us live or on the replay or listening to us on the podcast, of course. I hope that you are a part of the podcast community. And we just appreciate you guys being here. Watch. I know a lot of you guys watch it on replay. So thank you very much. Kick ass rock and roll. So you might be asking, Chris, why are you so excited? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited because I get to go travel tomorrow. I get to go to Chicago tomorrow. I'm going to the Windy City. Yes, sir. I'm going to Sandy or going to Chicago and I'm going to go there and speak. So if, uh, if you guys want to check me out, uh, I'm going to be the host. I'm going to be the MC for the pay-per-view at home edition for the power of we symposium. And I'm excited. It's going to be the first time I've really hosted something. That's been a pay-per-view event. I've hosted things from the stage, but this time I'm going to be hosting it with you guys in the viewing audience. So the power of we symposium.com, check it out. And here is a link up here as well. If you want to get tickets, they are $27. Half of the proceeds of the $27 go to uh, an organization that we're helping uh, feed Ukrainian kids. So we'd love to have your support on that. Plus, you get to engage with me on the camera uh, for the entire event. You get to see the speakers and the amazing uh, uh, musicians that are going to be playing there. And just the fact that we get to impress upon the inner city youth of Chicago, that we are there to support them, to lead them, to inspire them. We have amazing speakers that are going to be there. Got Don Fossett. We got the great Lauren Harris. Lauren Michaels Harris is going to be there. Uh, Jason Cisneros. Uh, Todd's going to be there. There's just about a bunch of people going to be there. And and it's going to be a day of impact. So check us out on the live uh, there with yours truly starting about uh, seven or eight o'clock in the morning, uh, Chicago time. We'd love to have you there. Love your support. If you do buy a ticket, let me know because then I will uh, pay you back. And uh, in some way, I will pay you back in some way, maybe a coaching session or something like that. Just my way of saying thank you. It's a $27 investment. You can do it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys for checking out. So once again, it's the Power of We Symposium. I will be there in Chicago. It is on Thursday, the 28th, and I'm super excited to get to go fly and travel tomorrow and then get to grace the screen for seven hours in front of you guys doing what I love to do, which is just bringing you guys the latest of uh, what's going on in life. Um, and there's uh, there's something else I want to share with you guys. I've been, uh, I've been telling you guys that I'm writing this book, right? So it's kind of crazy when you're writing a book, when you actually, I've written a couple of books. I haven't published them yet. Actually, one of them is over my right fucking there. Try to do that on camera, the 69 tips book. When you hold your book in your hand for your first time, and I know Walt can, can attest to this, our buddy Walt, it's kind of crazy. So here's what I've done. Here's what I've done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just you and me, kid. It's just you and me, kid. Ooh, look at that book. Look at that book. Look at that book. It's just you and me, kid. The true story of a mother and son's survival on the streets of California. It's just you and me, kid. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of excited. It's actually not the book. It's actually a cover, but uh, I want to take some pictures and inspire you guys to get it because it's going to be an amazing book. It already is. Got two chapters left. Uh, the rough, rough draft should be done by the end of May. And then I'm going to have some people read it, kind of give me their thoughts and feedback on it, make some adjustments and then send it to editing and then have it published and have it in your hands and then have it, I don't know, be made into a TV movie. What do you think? Not TV movie. That's got big screen. This is a big screen right there. This is big screen, big screen shit. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, go after your dreams, man. Go after your dreams. Who we got in the house tonight? Who we got in the house tonight? We got Ray. What's up, Ray? He says, Misfits for Life. Thank you, brother, for being here. Got Robert in the house. He says, Good evening, Christopher and Ray. Got Lee Height in the house. He says, Good evening, y'all. Thrilled for you, brother. 
Thank you. You should feel the butterflies in my stomach right now. I learned some new stuff today. Uh, I got my work cut out for me tonight. Uh, what's up, Ron? He says, yes, I'm awake and happy to see you too. Wonderful family explode off the internet. You rock my brother. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, big time, big time, big time. Hope everything's awesome up in Canada. Mary Kay says, who made it? Hi, Christopher. Hi, Mary Kay. How are you? It's good to see you, sweetie. Um, she says, the book looks awesome. Nice cover, Christopher. Got Jacqueline in the house. What's up, Jacqueline? Kick ass. Stay Irish. We got Andrew Rimkis in the house. He says, hello, you all. Thank you, Andrew, for spending your time here. Um, this is going to be a crazy, crazy conversation. I've had a lot of people on my show. I've been doing this show now. I think this is episode. What episode is this? Let's just see. What episode is this? Um, I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, 156. So this is the 156 episode of the Raw and Scripted show. And I've had some pretty, pretty awesome guests on here. We've been raw and scripted. We've uh, we've we've tore the roof off the place, so to speak, uh, with our language, with our passion, with our fire. And the same thing is going to be happening tonight. Uh, I'm going to be introducing my guest here just for a second. She's backstage, kind of getting set up right now, and uh, she's getting her groove on. And then we're going to have her out here. So thank you very much, you all, for being here. And the thing I ask you for, what's up, Joe? Good to see you. Um, the thing I, I ask you for is, as you're watching this, if you get value out of this. Um, if you're inspired by it, if you're moved by it, please share it. This is, this is something I really want to get out there. Um, she's an amazing soul. She has a great, um, she has a great uh, story and more importantly, her growth has absolutely just been phenomenally off the hook. Tom Jen's in the house. He says back in town, got back from a conference in Vegas, right on Tom. I'm heading out to Chicago tomorrow morning. And, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, I'm just going to give you a disclaimer right now. Um, this is going to be a very passionate conversation. This is going to be a real conversation. So a little bit of a trigger warning. This is going to be an in-depth, uh, raw and vulnerable conversation. So, uh, about the streets, about being a street pharmacist, about doing things that you otherwise wouldn't think you have done to get to where it is you are today. Without any further ado, I hope my guest is ready. Is she ready? She better stop moving. She better stop moving. Is she ready? You better stop moving. You better stop moving. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go live until you stop moving. You're gonna give me the shits right here, lady. Look at her. Okay, you sitting down. I can't have that shit moving. Oh nah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show, Meredith McIntosh. What's up, Meredith? How are you doing tonight? Beautiful. I'm good. <laughs> good. You won't believe this. One of my earbuds is about to uh, take a shit on me. So hey, it is what it is. I'm sorry. You're. I'm sorry to make you dizzy and everything, but um, yeah, I had hell trying to get in this motherfucker. <laughs> well, you know, we should have, we probably should have done a test a little bit sooner. I figured 10 minutes is usually good enough, but sometimes we just, that's the way the show rolls. The show rolls raw, raw in the script. Take two. Bam. I got to talk a bunch on Thursday. Um, that's how we roll here on the Ron and scripted show. So thank you guys for being here. And by the way, you guys watching this live, you feel free to ask us any questions, ask Meredith, any questions about tonight. So I just want to jump right off in the deep end. What I want to do is I want to start off with your story, Meredith. So in a concise format, we got, we got 45 minutes. Um, let's just talk about a little bit of Meredith's story. What, where did you, where did you grow up and how did you grow up? Um, I traveled quite a bit as a kid. I've been overseas, spent eight years in Germany. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't really talk too much about my childhood. It was a little rough. Um, I was uh, sexually, physically abused for uh, nine years of my life. And so it's, I've, I've repressed a lot. Um, I have been working through those issues, um, doing inner child work, which is pretty intense. And I'm telling you guys now, if you have not done this, um, just get ready. Um, that's an emotional roller coaster. Um, but you come out on the other side feeling like lighter, you know, like a, a burden's been lifted off of you. But um, at any rate, uh, my mother uh, divorced my stepdad. Um, he actually tried to take her out because I've had you. Nobody's gonna have you type shit. So, that was a little rough there. So I went through some trauma growing up. Um, I ended up moving out at 17. I got pregnant at 17. I have three beautiful children. Um, my oldest is in her late 30s. 
Um, that was a crazy two years. <laughs> <laughs> your life has been crazy meredith just to let you guys know at home i know meredith from clubhouse you guys have heard me talk about the app clubhouse for quite a bit and we met meredith on the clubhouse app and just immediately got engaged with her story and her really your, your perseverance to, to to really like you just said do the inner work to to find and discover who truly meredith really is so that's one thing i just got to applaud i got to applaud you on so thank you for being here on the ron and scripted show um when you think back upon your life I'm sorry. The thing is this, when you um, experience, um, you know, major trauma in your life and you experience major pain, you, you don't come out on the other side the same person that you were before. Oh, no. <laughs> no, hell no. You don't want to. That's the whole point of this, this existence called life. Exactly. You really don't. But um, I'm cool. <laughs> of course you're cool. Um, when you think about, you know, your life and you think about the, the di different dark moments in your life, what dark moment can you point to that really was kind of the turning point for you recognizing that you needed to change? Otherwise you might wind up dead or in jail. Um, I, <clears throat> I, um, was out here. Um, I was a mule for a while and I What's was it, um, for everybody at home who doesn't have the experience that we do. <laughs> well, um, I say I was in logistics and transportation. You know, um, I ship things here and to and here and there and to and fro um, on my person. Um, I met someone who I allowed in my head, and this person convinced me to move to West Virginia. I packed up my entire life and went up there following this person. Now, you know, God. Has you, you have a path that you follow in life, right? Oh, you yeah. know, you are, you're, you have a purpose, okay? Gary has your path planned out for you. And if you try to deviate in any way, shape, or form from what he has for you, it's going to make it very difficult for you to get where you need to go. How and I was having a hell of a time. <laughs> um, well, I had no way up there. Um, it was just one thing after another, trying to rent a vehicle, couldn't rent a car because didn't have a deposit. Just one thing after another, after another. I was like, fuck this, I'm going, you know. I'm like, why am I not allowed to go up there, blah, blah, You know, I'm screaming, you know. Um, you know, every people in active addiction, you know, sometimes I have discussions with God and I was questioning him. And uh, it just so happened that this ring I have a picture of it. I'll just send it to you. This ring appeared out of nowhere at my feet because I was asking why. Well, why can I? What stopped me from doing this? Why can't I get up here? You know, because I was just hell bound to getting up there because, you know, we don't think rationally. We, we definitely think irrational quite often, especially when it comes to when we think we are in love and we're not actually, it's not love. That definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. was not love. But anyway, um, this ring showed up at my feet and it looked like it was old as hell. It was like forged gold. I described on the inside it was Philippians 4.13. And that is, I, uh, I do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It had some significance. That that verse has some significance to me. It really does. That's like my mantra when I have to face something difficult, like doing this inner job work stuff and um, trying to um, stay aligned with my purpose. Um, but anyway, after that the opportunity presented itself for me to go up there. When I get there, I ended up, instead of going to, you know, this nice house and everything was going to be perfect while while that was ball bullshit <laughs> i ended up at a, These were perfect right ended up at a, yeah that was rough that was i was up there for about six months six seven months i think yeah it was all a blur um a mess induced blur um up for days um i've seen a lot of things that i probably will never talk about 
Um, there was a lot of human trafficking going on out there. Um, I was almost taken a couple of times. Um, I had to do what I had to do to get this person off of me. I, I hurt some people, but it was you them or me. So you had to fight your attacker to be able to save your life. Yes. Yes, I was, I was strapping with blades, so I, I was carrying knives. I had one in my hip. I had one that was a big one, like a dagger, and then I had a switchblade, and then I had one in my shoe. So if I, I distracted you with the one on my hip, so you didn't see where the other ones were coming from. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not going. I was not going to allow anybody to take me anywhere that I didn't want to go. Um, I went through hell up there. Um, for one thing, it is very racist. How about Allen Street, uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Oh, West yeah. Virginia. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. No offense to anybody because I'm not, you know, I don't judge, but I don't judge anybody. Unless God, my God, do that. But those people will be held accountable. You know, um, I saw a lot of things that I don't ever want to see again. I also went through the worst pain because I'm one of those people that wears my heart on my sleeve. And um, I, I was hurt. I told this person, I said, you know what? I said, you're a whole ass, you're a piece of shit. I said, you're a poor excuse for a man. I said, you're a waste of fucking human flesh. I said, why don't you stop breathing? Why don't you just die? And he's like, well, who the fuck are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to you. I said, what are you going to do? I said, what? You said, I'm, I'm fucking scared of you. I said, like, listen, I've died three times. I come back, motherfucker. So go ahead and send somebody. So I, I said, died three times, motherfucker. <laughs> right. So obviously I meant to be here, so go ahead and send them. What the fuck are they going to do? You know, I cut my own wrist. And it wasn't just for attention. It, it was, yeah, I was going to take myself out. You showed me the scar. I think um, you showed me the scar, didn't you? Yeah, I think I did. I don't know. Uh, it's I'm okay right now. See it. Sorry, I know I'm moving shit around. Keep, keep it, keep it still. <laughs> keep it still. Keep it still, Mary. Yeah, it was keep pretty deep. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. You know, I mean, it's raw and unscripted. You want to be real and raw? I was about to get really <laughs> rare, really rare raw. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why you're here. But, so keep on, keep on with the story. Um, so anyway, I came through that and, um, I caught the go bus from, uh, West Virginia back here to, uh, to Cincinnati. And I had hell trying to get back to Middletown because, you know, I caught the city bus out of Cincinnati and it stops in Coleraine and Coleraine is probably still another, probably 45 minutes from Middletown. So I'm trying to find a ride home. Finally got here. And, um, I just cried it was just when i got back home it was just like i don't know i just broke down how old were you during everything this time, i right? held in uh, this was back in 2018 2018 wow so recent i didn't recognize yeah. that it was that recent when you were telling your story on clubhouse and, and all the conversations we had i didn't realize it was so recent so even more respect to you for what you've done which we're going to get to yeah. Um, so, you know, I was out here doing big girl things and I get busted on a fucking misdemeanor, right? I go into jail and I had product on me, so I caught a couple of felonies. So, how long were you in jail? How long were you in jail shit. for? Um, I was in, um, I did 30 days. Got out, was on pre-trial, didn't go to probation, called KPS, went back to jail. Um, that's when I caught the second charge. And yeah, it was, all this started over paraphernalia. I had a charge in Milltown and I had one in Williamsburg. And so I did a stint in Middletown here in jail. And then I did a stint in Montgomery County, 
got out and was on pretrial. And then that's when I caught the case against him back to jail. And then I down ILC, which was in real conviction, because I was looking at two and a half years and for aggravated possession. Wow. And aggravated, you said aggravated possession. It's Sometimes it's kind of hard to hear, hear you. So I'm narrating for the. For yeah, the yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, because I only got one earbud in, the other ones. So I don't know. I guess the volume gets lost. But um, yeah. In that time, um, I got out, was out for all, did okay. But see, you know, probation, I feel like it's a circle jerk. Um, the lady gets your hand up again, you know, because you got to go to um, intensive outpatient and things of that nature. But what the straw, we got COVID. And I had, um, I was, oh yeah, I got sick and I missed court date and I was in an, an uproar with them over that because I had a doctor. So I had fucking pink eye. You want me to come to court? No. I was in an argument with them over that. But apparently everything's all right because I haven't heard nothing else about it. <laughs> Is that if you don't hear anything about it, it went away? All right, I have a life lock, so I already know I, there's nothing out there. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So when you so what was, the, so what was the dark moment for you? What was the so you said COVID? The dark moment at that, and um, so I had a second person. You know, again, you you have people that are karmic in your life. Oh, yeah. The universe or God will make you repeat the same lesson over and he'll send you the same lesson in different people. My thing was my poor choice in God. I met this dude, fucking had me all snowed. Shit, come to find out that this son of a bitch is hitting women up for money, not just me, but females all across the United States and shit came out. And that broke my heart. But he was really shitty with me. Um, and stomped on my soul basically because again here i am wearing my heart on the sleeve like a dumbass and yeah listen to more bullshit and uh yeah i was about to end my life on that one because he really said some really fucked up foul shit but the thing is is that karma's a bitch and yeah so he's suffering the consequences of his actions lost a kidney mm. I didn't have anything to do with that. But <laughs> I will not take credit for that. All that ugliness that was in him. He's a very ugly person. Because anybody who, who does anyone like that, plays with someone's emotions like that, is a whole ass piece of shit. And they deserve everything they get. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. anyway, um, I, I, I came through that. Um, and I was just like asking myself, what is my purpose here? What am I supposed to do? Um, you know, I had worked for corporate America for 15 years. 15 years at General Motors, I was a procurement specialist. I was making bank, you know, close to six figures. I had a house on the lake, a new car. But actually, what's funny was that the person I was with, her parents worked for Ford. So I, had, I got the Ford plan. I didn't get the GM plan. <laughs> you know, so I caught hell. But anyway, yeah, with the corporate America, making money, it's the other side of the fence. And um, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Uh, because nine eleven happened, and so um, the union put all their contracts out of Detroit, and shit just started shutting down. Um, they started laying people off. I was a contract worker. General Motors was not a direct hire, but I was still making, you know. I was chasing that carrot. Eventually, I'm going to get hired on direct, you know. And yeah, so I let it happen and they started laying people off. And uh, Detroit basically fell by the wayside. You know, we had a yeah. crooked ass mayor up there. You know, Kwame Kilpatrick out here buying everybody's fucking SUVs and everything and just all kinds of crazy shit going on from the Nubian mansion and all that. You know, city money was disappearing. It was just crazy. And, you know, uh, Michigan is. Strictly automotive, that is their industry up there. So when 9-11 happened, people like made a mass exodus out of Detroit, out of Michigan, and the economy went to shit. 
there's no jobs. So um, I packed up um, my ex and I. He was a uh, a journeyman concrete finisher. He's making $35 an hour. I'm making $28 an hour at GM. Had to leave. There was no work. Um, I had state contracts getting pulled. So I pulled up stakes. We walked away from a whole house full of shit. And on a fucking whim and a prayer, moved to North Carolina. My family down there. And um, there was really no work here either. Now, uh, in the midst of all this, you know, Katrina hit, right? Now, Louisiana had really fucked some shit up down there. <laughs> well, being that... A little bit. Just it a little did. Bit. <clears throat> a little bit. If you wouldn't believe... Um, you wouldn't believe <clears throat> the stories I heard when I got down here. You know, the shit that they were telling us, um, the media was telling us up here up north was a bunch of horse shit. Those people went through some shit down there. More than what literally, the media was literally. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. Literally. It's nasty. Um, you know, um, the Ninth Ward. As far as I know, they still haven't done anything with that. Um, conspiracy theory, you know, a lot of people saying that shit was done on purpose, that <clears> the <throat> levee was blown up, and it wasn't a barge didn't hit it, and they flooded out the Ninth Ward on purpose. Um, this is the story I was hearing. Oh, she's a messenger, but anyway, um, it was just really ugly. Louisiana is beautiful. Louisiana is its own country. It's all like a Napoleonic law down there. You have parishes instead of townies. Um, the food. Oh my God. Have you ever been to New Orleans? You've been out here yet? Nope. Nope. I have, I have my, my wife went to New Orleans uh, a couple of years ago and said it was amazing. Said it was scary too. It said there were certain parts of it just freaky, like ghost town. Yeah. You, yeah. There's a lot of voodoo and shit and all kinds of weird shit that goes on down there. And um, you have to really be careful because you can get hemmed up. and like, you know, so as this earbud's about to die, it's probably why you can't hear me. Um, but it's beautiful down here. I spent um, eight years there. Um, and during that time, you know, I went through some shit there. Um, that was like the second time I tried to be a suicide down there for the second time. It's just because I had made two major moves. Um, and my ex was really fucking with my head. It just wasn't cool. This was it before everything else that I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the dark period. Okay, so anyway, I, I can't digress. I'm sorry. Um, this last person, that really, really hurt me. Like I say, I was trying to tell what my purpose was, why I was here, why I was going through all this shit. And um, so I started seeing like the angel numbers, the repeating twos and threes and sixes and sevens and all that. And... Uh, as the universe directed me. Um, I was told that I would meet two key people. Um, I met uh, someone who introduced me to the law of attraction and it just kind of went from there. Um, I started following my instinct and um, just going in the direction that I felt I was being led into. And that is where I'm at now. And that is being a transformational coach which um, has to, I consider that because I have several certifications right now. Well, not several. I'm more, I have two. Um, one of them is the law of attraction because there is a science to it, believe it or not. There's a lot more to it than people realize. You know, you think that just because you think through, you're going to get this. You really, really have a burning desire for can you hear me? Yep. Can you still can hear me? You. Okay. I can still hear you. You're good. So, you think because you have a burning desire for something, you really, really want this thing that it will manifest, and that's not the case. There is an actual science to how it works. I will have to explain that to you at a later time. I'd be glad to do so. But um, there's that. And then there is rational emotive behavioral therapy which is REBT, which is the basis for cognizant, cognizant, is it cognizant behavioral therapy? Cognitive behavioral cognitive, therapy, sorry. Yeah, CBT. Cognitive. Yep. That is the basis for psychology. Um, 
REBT is emotional regulation. Trust and believe is something I needed to work on. Um, I'm still working on. I'm still a work in progress. We are all we a work are, in we progress. Are. Um, but you know, with everything that I have been through, I'm realizing now that everything happened for me and not to me. Um, and it happened because, you know, we're presented with certain, certain situations in our lives and it could be something, a traumatic event. And, you know, we go through it, we grow through it. Yes, ma'am. And then we are presented with a person who's experiencing the same thing because we are supposed to go out here and teach others how to handle it. With all of the trauma and, um, you know, stress and strife and um, irrational behaviors and everything. Because I'm irrational too. I do it. You know, <clears throat> we all do it. Owning your shit is true growth. Amen. Stay all day long. You so know, when did you, you start to own your shit? When did you really start to own I, your shit? When did I start owning my shit? When I really started working on myself, um, doing the shadow work and, um, you know, admitting I was a narcissist. Um, and then, you know, digging, really digging deep down inside of me and processing the childhood trauma. That yeah. is the root of everything. You have to address that shit. If you have been through any type of, you have to. Um, it's part of, you know, my healing process because I am a healer. And yes, Walt, pain to purpose. I see you, brother. Thank you for showing up. Thank you all for showing up, you guys. I love all you guys. That's my fucking tribe right there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that this journey has been uh, really intense for me, um, and I'm I'm blessed to have stumbled into Clubhouse. It was really weird. I ended up there. I had, had been exposed to story. it. From huh? Yeah, tell us that story. Yeah, so I was exposed to Clubhouse um, a few months prior to me actually getting more involved with it like I am now. I didn't realize that that's a damn treasure trove there because Summer. I have met some, some of the most amazing humans on this planet. Yes, ma'am. I didn't think that there was any, you know, I didn't think that there were people out there like the people didn't? I met. Really? No, I didn't. That's really? awesome. I love I it. Yeah. Losing faith in humanity and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? We're going I, told hell I told you that's why I joined Clubhouse. When I joined Clubhouse, I was like, I was losing faith in humanity, but I saw the beautiful people in the rooms, you know, all different cultures and, and sexualities and everything else. And nobody was asking those questions. Was nobody's, nobody's tripping. Nobody's, nobody's, well, now, okay. I'll tell you, about, there are a few uh, imposters, a few, but it is very oh, yeah, few. But you, catch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, as long as, you know, you're your authentic self, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. You know what I'm saying? My authentic self, I am who I am. Amen. And I'm, I'm being peace. God's piecing me back together. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so um, I kind of played around with Clubhouse a little bit, went and created a club, but I didn't do anything with it. Um, and at that time, the person I was kind of trying to work with, um, we were using... Uh, Zoom to conduct our meetings and stuff instead of the audio platform. Um, I was actually um, planning on uh, taking a course with this person, but um, I, I, it ended up falling through. Um, and I, I kind of feel like I was taken advantage of in a way, you know, again, that karmic. The, per the, per the person from Clubhouse? Yeah. No, well, okay. no, this is somebody outside of Clubhouse. They introduced oh. me to Clubhouse. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, I left my job thinking that I was, you know, I had my, I was going to be covered, and that was not the case. 
been around for Christmas time, and you know when things got really fucked up then, you know. But um, I lost everything. I had to rebuild from scratch again, and so this time I rebuilt from my ashes and. Something told me to go in a clubhouse, and I don't remember what the hell, why I went in there. Um, but I went into Breakfast of Champions. That's where I started out at. That was, that was my beginning point, it was Breakfast of Champions. And I heard Marcus. Marcus Black. Marcus Black. Amen. I was like, oh, my God, who is this? Him and spitting Ashley. fire, spitting fire. Spitting fire, dropping gems. Yep. And um, so they brought me up on stage. I just raised my hand out for the hell of it, and they brought me up on stage. And I didn't realize I was on mic. I was like, "Holy shit!" And it's it's whole. I was like, "Holy shit!" They brought me up on stage, and the, it they got must quiet. Have loved that because they don't like swearing. That's funny, dude. I, I didn't even I didn't even know I was I was on mic, and I'm like, "That's funny." <laughs> somebody, yeah. Um, Make sure when you come up on stage that you you uh, <laughs> you cover your mic, <laughs> which it does it automatically now. I think now that they put they yeah. fix it to where you come up on stage, it's just done automatically. But I listened to Marcus speak, and I was just like, "Wow!" And then I heard Ashley, and she she told her story, and I was just addicted from there. Um, I met Walt. Um, I went to that room. I, I the first day I was in there and, and I mean all of you welcomed me. I think you were in there too my first day, I think. I don't know. I really I, mean, kinda, I, I, kinda, miss, I don't think I missed one. I might miss them tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be flying. It's been like a blur. It is because life's taking a quantum leap. Um, I've met some awesome people. Nate Forrest. Um, I've met him next. Um, and then there's a few other people that you know I interact with. But BWC and you guys, you all are my the main people I interact with. Um, Marcus and uh, Marcus is my brother from another mother, and Nate is really cool. Um, Lolita. She's awesome too. She um, yeah. actually inspired me to get up on stage one morning and uh, and read Lolita Walker. Lolita with a T yep. Walker. I, I, yep, I know Lolita. Yeah, <laughs> she. Um, I got up on stage and read uh, something I had written. As a matter of fact, I think I read it in our trauma group the night before. That was the uh, motivation and uncertainty. Oh, nice. Uncertainty that motivation. Been, yeah, that was. A I read one. that in the next. Oh yeah, I read that the next morning, and it just went from there. Um, so, when, you know, so, when I, you, so Meredith, when you think about your journey, you think about all the different things that you've been through, and you've talked about relationships quite a bit. How important and what has been the challenge with empathy and forgiveness from all the people in your life, or have you gotten to that point yet? I have to get to the point of letting go of that hurt. My stepfather is the one I'm having the hardest time with because that was somebody who was supposed to be my father. See what I'm saying? That was supposed to be my dad. Like, what the fuck? Where? Again, that mindset, you have to realize that, that in their eyes, you know, people experience things in their own lives. It's a generational cycle. Mm-hmm. We talk about hurt people, hurt people. We know this. Hurt people, hurt people. And um, coming to that realization, um, it's acceptance. Accepting the fact that that is what they consider as a normal life. See what I'm saying? That's what they mm -hmm. grew up to. That's, that's their condition to that. I, I don't even want to fucking fathom what he might have went through. I don't ever. Okay. Um, but yes, I have to forgive and I have to let it go. 
because of that. And that's where the inner child comes in, you know, because I asked, I said, what is the inner child's purpose? What is, what is it that you accomplish with healing that inner child? Amelia answered that question. She said, bliss. It's that child that's swinging happily on the swing set, not a care in the world, smiling, blissfully happy. Right. That. We got to get back to that. Yes. So would you now, say, what would, what would you say in that capacity? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, in thinking about merit of the story, you know, talking about relationships, empathy, empathy and forgiveness, what would you say are like some of the other additional areas that you still need to work on? Are, are you aware of those things and, and are you moving closer to the, to the, to accomplishing those? Um, the uh, emotional regulation and detachment from, because I'm an empath. And so um, I have a tendency to um, attach myself to other people's emotions and I'm carrying other people's emotions and I should not do that. Right. Um, I shouldn't do that. I mean, not necessarily detached into where I don't give a shit because I do care. Right. You have to have some kind of empathy for people, but not to the point to where, you know, you're feeling their you're carrying their feelings mm-hmm. and I have to forgive myself. I know that um, a lot of what happened to me is it wasn't my fault. Um, I didn't do anything wrong, but it happened again, it happened for me. Right. That's, that's the toughest part of the battle is when we get on the other side of the challenge is that in retrospect, we can look at it and go, wow, I don't want to go through that again, but wow. You know, when we think about the times that we've learned the most, the times we learn the most are when we go through challenging times. It's not when things are good. We don't learn a lot of shit when things are good. We get a chance to relax, but the hero's journey says, we're going to go back on that journey. We're going to go through some more shit. Here it comes. Brace yourself, it get comes. through it, breathe, meditate. I would, I've been doing it all day today. I've had different weird things going on. You know, you know, I quit taking Percocet uh, a week ago, Saturday. Yeah. So still having I'm some detox. That, Thank you. And uh, yeah, we just go through it. We just go through it. And I just, I see the vision. I already see it. I already see next week. I already see next week. I'm looking forward to the next couple of days, but I already see next week. So I'm always looking at, but you at know the what's important, who I can become. How to stay focused. Yes. Stay present. Oh yes. Oh, of course. Cause it stresses you out. You know, you're, you, you look you worry about what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. And then you're fucked up for what? It could be something that's out of your control, right? Yes. And that's, I learned that, you know, when I, I get into certain situations that I've had to, in order to calm myself down, is to stay present and focused. When you meditate, you have to be present. You have to, you know, just be mindful and be aware of where you're at right now. Right. Not where you were at 10 minutes prior or, where you're at 10 minutes after that, but right now, just be present and be aware, you know, aware of how you're feeling and your emotions. And, and that's another thing too. When we're out here, we're uh, self-medicating. We don't feel shit. When you're working on yourself, you feel a whole lot of shit. <laughs> Especially when you're really digging deep, you really feel a whole lot of shit. Like I have had breakdowns and of course I'm by myself. I don't like crying in front of people. I don't, but if I, I am just cause I don't I'm think really anybody does, though. I don't think anybody likes crying in front of people. No, cause I mean, it's perceived and that's just, you know, for some reason it's perceived as weakness. Strength. But it's really not. Yeah, it's yeah, strength. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's you let go in front of somebody. Hell yeah. That's way big. That's strength. Um, I've had, and this is just by myself, I've had like some really snotty fucking snotty breakdown. Oh my God, you know, you're crying so fucking hard you can't breathe. Snot crying, yeah. Snot Mm -hmm. bubbles, yeah. I had a couple of those. And that's probably not all I'm going to have. Because that's a lot of years of shit repressed. You know, it's a healing journey though. But as I'm healing and, you know, I'm learning things to go out and help other people process the same shit and it's not just women men go through it kids go through it. anybody who's 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 everybody's can has the potential to be abused the elderly 
I'm going to fuck somebody up over an old person. Don't go out here, you know, don't go out here fucking with old people. Those are elders. You respect them. Yeah. Don't go out here messing with kids. They have no fucking voice. What, what, what's wrong with you? You know? That's the collective, not, <laughs> you know, right. well, see, that's the collective. Don't go out here uh, putting your hands on fucking, don't put your hands on anybody. You know? Unless you're defending yourself now. Motherfuckers, gonna, yeah, I'm going to defend myself, but, you know. So you know, her, looking her, back her on your life. Is broken down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In look, is broken down. Sorry. No, no worries. In looking back <laughs> on your life, what would you tell 20-year-old Meredith now? What advice would you give 20-year-old Meredith? Knowing what you know now, what knowing what you've gone through, where you're going. Don't take the blue person. pill. <laughs> <laughs> elaborate, no. on, elaborate on that a little bit. Um. Well, 20, 20 years old, I was I was overseas. Um, make better choices. Um, play the tape all the way through because I, mm-hmm. you know, I was impulsive. Play the tape all the way through. So you're very impulsive, reactionary. Respond instead of reacting. Yeah. Um, always, always, you know, communicate. Have a have an open line of communication with with people. Um, just be able to talk. Be able to communicate. Be succinct. Um, be mindful. Love yourself. That's most how's important. That, how, how's that been for you? Loving yourself? Has that been has that been a journey? How are you on that journey? Yeah, oh my god, that's been a long fucking journey right there. Learning to even fucking like myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Much less love myself. Yeah. But I'm getting there. It's it's uh, I'm working progress. So I'm getting there. You're a beautiful person, Meredith. That's why you're on the Ron and Scripted show. Oh well, thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Oh yeah, you're, you're good. good. You're good. So <laughs> you being a coach. <laughs> You being a coach and being where you're at today, we're talking today's Meredith right here, right now. What are some of your biggest excuses that you find with yourself and how do you overcome your own excuses? Me being the no excuses coach, of course. Uh, Biggest excuse. um, I can't do it. I can't. Um, Nobody's going to listen to me. Um, no, actually, people actually do, believe it or not. I guess they, they actually do. Um, I'm not able to fucking, you know, tell somebody else what to do. I'm, I'm nervous, you know what I mean? I get, I get, I'm not so much nervous now. If somebody asks me something, I'm going to tell them. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, so I have no problem. You, how, do you, how do you how do you change those 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 perspectives in your mind? Saying that I can do it and and that I am I am worthy and and I'm capable and I'm intelligent person. Um, I've got book smarts and common sense and street smarts and and that kind of makes me a dangerous motherfucker. Just a little bit. <laughs> but um, you know, I I am a good person. Yes, you I are. I am somebody. Yes, I am are. somebody. Yes, you are. I told you how fast it was going to go. Look at it. 49 minutes already. I know. What the hell? Where did time I go? Told, I told you. I told you. So what are some final thoughts that you would really like to get across to the audience and the people listening tonight? What are some like major things for you, Meredith, that you want to get across to people in their lives, wherever they're at in their lives? They may be stuck. They may be sad. They may be not loving themselves. They may be overwhelmed with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world. What advice do you have for people who are watching this today who might be struggling? All right. So I got some affirmations that may, that might help. That's my help. See, as you tell yourself, my thoughts are filled with positivity and my life is plentiful with prosperity. 
everything that is happening now is happening for my ultimate good. I possess the qualities to be extremely successful. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless and my potential to succeed is infinite. Creative energy surges through me and leads me to new and brilliant ideas. I can do this, guys. You know, plug in other people. Quit making excuses. We all have greatness within us. We all have greatness within us. It's just a matter of discovering it. You know, finding it within ourselves, working past those uh, limiting beliefs, um, working through our paradigms, realizing that we do have those paradigms. You know what I'm saying? Um, just working through it. I, I do it all the time. I do a fucking personal inventory. You know, I was in those rooms of 12 steps. You know what I'm saying? And I don't work the fucking steps in order. I didn't. I mean, of course, you know, I, 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 I just. Of course you didn't. But admitted I was powerless over, you know, my shit. Hold on. I'm moving because I'm going to end this. I want to read that uh, poem I wrote. That one that catapulted everything. I just got to find it. Uncertainty and um, motivation. Nice. Because, you know, we all take a leap of faith. Yes, we do. You're you're uh, you're in the you're in the 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 matrix. There you go. How how I end up there? Am I back in there? Okay. You're back. All right. So this is called motivation overcoming uncertainty. What's happening? Listen, listen. Being positive and staying positive is a choice. Building self esteem and getting aligned for self improvement is a choice. Pain is a prerequisite. I took the pain and uncertainty and turned it into fuel instead of wallowing and dwelling in it. Without it, I wouldn't have made it this far. My life is a statement, and I'm leaving a legacy. Any odds or obstacles, I will beat them. Negativity, squash it. The only high I'm feeding for is the completion of what I was made for. I don't give a shit about my past. My past does not define me, and I've RIP'd it. I have given eviction notices and kicked out those people who were running space in my head. I've burned some bridges because those connections will no longer serve me. And in the event the past does attempt to make a reappearance and comes knocking, I'm not answering because it's got nothing new to say. I cannot and will not be canceled, pigeonholed, or be driven to insanity. I'm already crazy. I'm going to be the change I'm looking for. And I'm still going to rock the same clothes I'm wearing when I make my impact statement. You're going to need a whole ass army to stop me. Beating poverty. I went to war and will not accept mediocrity. I'm not letting anyone tell me what I can and cannot achieve. I will show you change starts with one. If I can do it, I know you can. And we need to help the world to understand this. I'm taking the stairs to the top from the basement. And ask me what I'm going to do when I get there. Well, of course, I'm going to reach down and grab the hands of the people behind me to want the same damn thing. Uncertainty, just do it. When you get knocked down, get up. You knock down again, get back up. Knock down again, get up. Knock down again, get your ass up. Knocked again, get up. You're knocked again, 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 and again. Get the hell up and keep getting up. Yes, ma'am. Look, I'm hustling until my haters ask if I'm hiring. You've got <laughs> to do the work. You cannot measure yourself against someone else's yardstick. Competition? Hell no, how? I cannot compete with you. You haven't been where I've been, and I haven't been where you've been. And truth be known, ask yourself, would you want to be? Success and failure are labels we are quick to assign to people in our actions. Stop thinking of them in terms of one or the other. Quit looking at people as dollar signs. Really look at that person below the surface. There are some gems out here. Hell, look at you basking in the sun rays of your inner magnificence. Focus on results. 
that's when you learn to reflect and grow. You become who you surround yourself with. I surround myself with inspiring, uplifting, empowering champions. Ask yourself, how am I showing up today? Showing up, kicking ass, taking names, walking with practice, and being my authentic self. Uncertainty, I embrace that shit. Because if there's a 1% chance I can do it, I'm fucking doing it. Someone needed to hear this. I needed to hear these words. It may not make sense to you only because it's not meant for you, but it makes sense for someone because these words could be the game changer for someone who's ready to throw in, in the towel. With that said, no weapon formed against you, me or all of you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And any tongue that rises against you in condemnation shall be condemned. Don't get trapped in your head. Do not allow anyone to label or pigeonhole you. Don't allow anyone to make you feel less than. You are worthy simply because you exist. Be the one to break generational curses and cycles of abuse. Be the change you want to see. Because in the end, uncertainty is a form of fear. A fear is forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Amen. <clears throat> Again, it's a decision. How are you showing up today? Standing ovation, standing ovation. Meredith McIntosh. Here on the raw and unscripted show. And not the apple. Mic drop. Whoops. Forgot. Mic drop. See there's a microphone right there? Microphone. Mic drop. Meredith. 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 We got we got uh Ron in the house. He says, boom, drop the mic, Meredith. Robert says, hey, fucking men. We got Darlene (laughs) giving you bombs. Joe says, bam, love it, Meredith. And Robert says, flowing with clarity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can people connect with you to continue the conversation with you, Meredith? Hit me up on, um, there's my links right there. Uh, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is raising my vibration 2021 and my business page, which is, uh, from lucidity to objective reality. If any of you get a chance, um, look up, uh, Neville Goddard and Bob Proctor. Yeah. Um, Neville Goddard was the one who said um, that every object that was created by man was once in their imagination, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, you're, when you're in an imaginative state, you're lucid, lucid dreams, okay? So it's from lucidity to objective reality because every object becomes reality, right? So if you have a dream and you see it, and you feel it real, and you feel it, you you know, you feel it in your heart, you're you're gonna have that. If you can see it in your head, if you can hold it in the palm of your hand. And I'm gonna leave everybody with that. Boom. Meredith, Meredith, Meredith. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here on the Ron and Scripted Show. Guys, connect with her again. Her IG is uh, at Raising My Vibration 2021. And the Facebook group is www.facebook.com forward slash Lucid Dreams 22. Meredith, I'm going to place you back. Yeah, y'all definitely caught me raw and scripted right now. You did. Thank you very much. 10 o'clock. You are welcome. <laughs> I'm going to place you backstage. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. I still want to talk to you. I'm going to place you backstage. You can see me close out the show, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, holy batshit crazy. Did I not tell you this was going to be a conversation for us to have together and to really just truly just get raw and unscripted. I mean, Meredith's story is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, she told you a microcosm of what we've uh, in the group have come to learn and know about Meredith. And it's absolutely just awe inspiring. The fact that she's clean and sober and the fact that she's given that life it's peace. Like that's, that's, that's the former Meredith. This is who I am now. This is who I'm becoming. These are the people I'm associating with. And it's a lot because of you beautiful people. Uh, Walt says here, it says uh, forgiveness is for you, my friend. Absolutely. We got Lynn in the house. Thank you, Lynn, for being here. Um, Let's see. Walt says here, I made every single one of them. We were talking about how many groups I did. Um, yeah, just a powerful, powerful conversation tonight. Um, uh, Ron says here, great show, my brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We got Johanna. Johanna's in the house. We, she was actually the guest on our unfiltered experience last Friday night. So go check that one out. It definitely was a great one. Um, Robert says here, I believe it. Yes, this is what inspired peace and tranquility. 
Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you. So this is what you guys can do from this point moving forward. Hopefully you took some notes. Hopefully you have some action items. But number one, connect with Meredith. Number two, share this out. If it impacted you, if it moved you, share this out and just put a couple of words on there. Hey, you know, watch this crazy interview. You know, it's very inspiring. And, and wait till the end because there's a beautiful poem that's going to be read do that for me. That's my, that's my ask is like payment for the show. I know Andy Fursella says that of his show, but this is the way you can pay me for bringing my efforts every single week. Uh, you can, you can highlight the fact that Meredith is an awesome guest and a very impactful person and connect with her. Um, so do that. And then the last thing you can do is again, like I said before, at the top of the show, I will be in Chicago at the Power We Symposium, uh, April 28th, this Thursday, I'm leaving tomorrow. So if you guys want to accompany me to Chicago, I will be your online uh, pay-per-view host. The tickets are $27 and the link is right here. You can witness yours truly for seven hours as I MC the event from up on top of the uh, the balcony from the Stan Mansion as we introduce uh, great speakers, great entertainment, and most of all, we impact the youth of Chicago and we help them realize their true potential and their opportunities for growth by these amazing individuals who are coming to volunteer their time every single year at the Power We Symposium. So I thank you guys so, so much for being here. Whether you're live or on the replay, you guys are awesome. Go out there and uh, and put up and uh, um, and just go out there and be awesome. You know, go out there and be awesome. That's the most important factor of what it is that you could do every single day. Shine your light. Don't give a shit about what everybody else is doing. Do what you need to do. Be you. Be in the flow. Like like Meredith said, trust your instinct. That's one thing that she really said that I keyed in on. She said I started trusting my gut. Before she was being reactionary and she was going out there and doing those things, but now she's trusting her gut. She's getting herself around amazing people. She's in certification programs. She's growing as a coach. Connect with her. I love you guys. And uh, just appreciate each and every one of you for being here on the Raw and Scripted show. You guys are awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, yes, I'm just checking out the comments here. And uh, Ray says, very real content. Absolutely, man. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't avoid that shit. I know when you're ready, Ray, when you're ready to get on the show and talk about your story, that's another impactful one with uh, get Ray's story on here because he's going through some stuff right now. But I got you, Ray. I'm, I'm in your corner, man. Um, and, uh, yes, Joe, I just put it up there again. Um, uh, you guys are awesome. So anyways, go out there, be brilliant. I love you guys and see you next time here on the Ron and scripted show with Christopher Roush. Peace.